It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome in to the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. The Golden Knights defeat the Arizona Coyotes one to nothing. Sweep this two-game set against Arizona and a an entertaining game in terms of the physicality. It was it was one of those games where you don't see a lot of offense, but there was certainly some heated moments between these two clubs. Let's head back up to the radio booth, bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And, you know, Dan, I guess that's going to be my first question. Obviously the big hit from Ryan Reeves on Jordan Gross in the first period, and from that point forward you could just see the chippiness continue to escalate the entire game. It's interesting how it plays out. You got Rick Tockett, who in his playing career was as intimidating as they come and would back down to no one. And here he's got a club where I'm not sure who he points to when you need that in the game. Now, at the same time, Arizona has out-hit the Knights in terms of number of hits. Yep. But that doesn't mean that those hits were more impactful than the Knights' hits. And then... As Jonathan Marsha so described to us, did not <laughs> the team did not like what Connor Garland did going after Mark Stone. And, you know, you basically take his legs out from underneath him, and yeah. that could be dangerous and, and so on. I'm not saying that the Coyotes don't have a right to be displeased with some hard hits from the Knights. You know, Reeves hit on Gross, Carrier's hit on Fisher, all of that. You know, and the course of the game there were not penalties called on either of those vegas hits they did call garland for a penalty right so yeah. you know there, there's all that you know, the players policing the game themselves but it's almost like this coyotes club knows it needs to do something coach challenges them vegas is doing it but they don't really know how to do it themselves again you can have the the hits in terms of numbers but were there the kind of hits that really changed momentum for Arizona today in their favor and the answer was no you know Dan just 14 shots on goal for the Arizona Coyotes defensively a very strong game for the Golden Knights and obviously Marc-Andre Fleury a banner win for him yeah you go through the things I mean you know we've been talking about catching Eddie Belfour in that all-time wins list you're talking top four in NHL history and you throw in, okay, he's also up the shutout list to tie Patrick Waugh. We're talking some of the great goaltenders of all time. It's on a night-in, night-out basis. Fleury's doing something that few in league history have done. What it is uh, changes night to night. But when you only face 14 shots, you wonder how hard is it to stay locked in. And Fleury was. He faced six in the first, four in the second, four in the third. But there were other plays around the Vegas net that maybe didn't yield shots on goal statistically, but there were loose pucks, passes through the crease, loose puck side of the net, and he did not seem to be off his game in any of those scenarios. So even more than his 14 saves, you look at the work that he did around the crease, then you throw in the number of block shots that Vegas had today, 15 of them, and a lot of those block shots, it requires the opposing player to wind up and actually intend to shoot. But there were a number of chances that never occurred because the defense, was, and the forwards too, so quick to swarm to a player in position to think about shooting. And a number of those shots never actually happened because of the way that the Knights played in their own zone. And I do credit some of that to Zach Whitecloud's return too. Zach, though uh, no disrespect to Nick Holden, Zach moves better than Nick. 
and I thought that Whitecloud was strong. Uh, not that he was jumping off the page, but you don't want Zach Whitecloud to jump off the page. He did the, th the stuff that you want Whitecloud to do. He didn't get beat. He never found himself out of position. There was one time in the offensive zone where he, he kind of pinched up a little too much and a pass toward the right point came out of the zone. But if that's the worst thing I noticed from Whitecloud today, he had a terrific return after missing five games. You know, Dan, when, when you look at this game and you kind of put it into context throughout this week, right? We, we saw the Golden Knights on Monday score six goals, follow that performance up with just one goal against St. Louis in a 3-1 loss. And then again, on Friday, we see the Golden Knights explode for seven goals. Today, just the one goal for Vegas, though we look at this one through a different lens because obviously the result is a win and the Golden Knights are on a win streak now stringing together two wins in a row. Uh, but is there concern about the the lack of consistency in terms of actual goals scored game to game right now? You know, we were talking about it the other day, Ryan, where Aiden Hill is not Jordan Bennington. Well, today Aiden Hill was pretty darn good <laughs> uh, and didn't give up the five goals in two periods like he did on Friday. Also think, though, the Knights hit the post, what, four times today? Three yes. from three from Pacioretty, one's from Tuck. And even if just half of those go in, it's a different game. Now, again, Arizona hit the post, too. You play the what-if game. We could go down that rabbit hole forever. I think that the Knights would be relatively satisfied with the number of chances they created. Were there as many high-danger chances as they had on Friday? No. But I, I think that, on the whole, they were in control of the game for the most part. If you were to break it down minute by minute, which team is in control, Vegas would have the majority of those minutes, and I think it would be at a rate that's somewhat satisfactory for the staff. And they found a way to pull out a one nothing win despite not scoring, and maybe that's the sort of thing that had been problematic in recent setbacks. Remember, the Knights do have, coming in before today's shutout, the best goals against average in the league coming in at 2.31 best in the league that's only going to get better after a shutout win the islanders are right behind the knights in that department but you think about how good flurry has been how good leonard has been with an occasional off day mm -hmm. and uh, it just seems that the knights can and this is the second time vegas has beaten arizona one nothing this year they can go into shutdown mode and they are of course fortunate sometimes not to give up any goals uh, there are moments where you think, gee, they, they really have to score here. But, hey, they, they did what they needed to. They, they outlasted Arizona today. And really in those final minutes, I'm not sure that I, I really felt that Arizona truly challenged to tie the game. Vegas, after that goal, really did clamp down. There was almost nothing from the Coyotes after that Nosek go-ahead goal. Last thing here, Dan, and it, it, it centers on Tomas Nosek, who continues his hot streak. Give me a reason why... You don't see Tomas Nosek cooling off. Like, like, give me a reason why you think that this is something, not necessarily at this clip, but consistent production offensively can continue for Nosek this season. Because he's on the third line with Alex Tuck, who is far more offensively minded than either Carrier or Reeves, and as a consequence of that is playing more minutes. You know, a third liner is going to get about 16 minutes per game, 15, 16 in that range. Nosek on the fourth line would only get about 10 minutes. So if he's playing, you know, 13, 14, 15, 16 minutes, more opportunities, and on and on. And I, I think that for Nosek, the increased minutes, the increased responsibility, and the success with those added minutes, the success with the added responsibility just fuels the confidence. And he looks like the kind of player, when he's on the ice, when he's got the puck, 
he's feeling the the sort of confidence that he had in that great run with Grand Rapids. We've talked about this multiple times. He talked about it on the pregame show today. He had that great run in the Calder Cup playoffs with Grand Rapids. They won a championship. He was the top-line center. He had 22 points in 19 games, including four game-winning goals out of 10 goals that he scored in the playoffs that year. And when you're getting more minutes and you're more involved, I wonder if it feels like the, you know, it kind of feels more normal. Right? If you're a fourth-line guy and you're used to being a number-one guy, does it feel the same? Are you contributing the same way that you're accustomed to? Yeah. And I, I wonder if he's feeling that level of contribution. And you saw how many shifts he took down the stretch of this game. The coaching staff senses all that, it appears, and is rewarding Nosek's play. And, and he's delivering, right? Like, you could get the chances. Bottom line is Nosek is finishing right now. Six goals, 13 points in his last 17 games going back to March 12th. As always, Dan, thank you for joining me here on the post-game show, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow already? <laughs> I, I know, right? <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. I look forward to that, and I look forward to tuning into the post-game show. Uh, there's plenty to talk about. I feel like we'll have to take a deep breath before tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely, Dan. Get some rest, and we'll talk to you soon. Will do. Thanks, Ryan. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. A lot more to get to here on the AAA Insurance postgame show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the Arizona Coyotes one to nothing. And let's head downstairs as Jonathan Marchessault and Marc-Andre Fleury address the media after today's game. Uh, a good play, and if he wants to do stuff like that, he'll have to uh, take it to the little guy on the other side. So we'll see what happens. Next question comes from Jesse Granger, The Athletic. Hey, Jonathan. Uh, Tomasz Nosek scores the game-winning goal, and afterwards he's he's waving and blowing kisses to his wife in the stands. Can you talk about what his play has meant to you guys? And also just like Tomasz Nosek, the person, and, and how good he is for the room. Yeah, he's, he's a great guy. Obviously, he's he's a quiet guy. And, uh, well, now he's it's been four years, so we're, we're definitely getting uh, more out of him now. And, uh He's been great off the ice. Obviously, he's a great professional. Uh, works works really hard, and uh, I mean, on the ice, it's he's playing a great game for us. He's playing a straight line game. He, he's he's reliable in every zone now, and he's he's been unbelievable. And he's definitely a, a, a threat for the opponent now. And uh, it's it's fun to see him succeed like that. And obviously, the the kiss in the stand has been. Uh, it's been just the cherry on top, but uh, that thing is uh, it. It it's been going on for him uh, since uh, year one, so it's just nice to see it more a little bit. Next question comes from David Chain, Las Vegas Regional. Hi, from Mark Andre. The last few games, you haven't seen results go your way. Personally, did you need to have a game like this? And just the significance of tying Belfort, tying Patrick Law as well. Uh, I think with Patrick, it's a huge honor, right? So I think one of my idols growing up and love watching him and um, obviously I have a lot of respect for him and, um, you know, it's very uh, humbling, right, to, to be in his company there and, um, 
but yeah, the last few games have, have been hard. I think uh, you know couldn't couldn't get a win, you know, to go out and uh, it gets frustrating. That's for sure. Um, maybe we weren't scoring as much as uh, we used to in those games too. But I didn't make I think the key saves to uh, to keep us in and and get us those wins, you know. So um, I think tonight was uh, a different style of game. Last shots a little harder mentally, but. Um, still feels uh, feels nice to uh, get the win at the end. That'll conclude Jonathan Marchessault and Marc-Andre Fleury's film. And that was Jonathan Marchessault and Marc-Andre Fleury addressing the media after today's game. The post-game injury report is brought to you by the Valley Health System, the official health system of the Vegas Golden Knights. Keegan Colasar did not play the second half of the game. Took, I believe, just one shift in the second period. Did not return to the game in the third period. So something to keep an eye on for the Golden Knights as they play the LA Kings tomorrow in Los Angeles. Uh, just kind of getting healthy has been a challenge for Vegas throughout this season. And I think it's been a challenge for every team in the NHL. It's, it's one of those situations where, you know, you, you just... You're playing so much hockey. You're playing so much hockey, and it's bumps and it's bruises, and you, you, especially when you look at a game like today between these two clubs where the hits were heavy and there were some questionable plays, and, and those are the types of plays where, where you start to get those nagging uh, bumps and bruises that don't really just go away. And, you know, so for me, I'm curious to see what's going on with Colasar. Hopefully when Pete DeBoer addresses the media after today's game, uh, we'll get some type of an update on Keegan Colasar. But, you know, whether or not he'll be available to go tomorrow against the LA Kings, that's something to keep an eye on. And, you know, again, for the Golden Knights, it's one of those situations where every team is dealing with it. You finally get Zach Whitecloud back into the lineup today. And for my money, when it comes to that third pair for the Golden Knights and when it comes to what Zach Whitecloud can bring to the table in that spot, but also on the penalty kill and just how calm he is in, in approaching the game. For my money, Zach Whitecloud is just a, a really calming presence on that pairing. Let's head out to Pete DeBoer's post-game press conference as he addresses the media after today's game. You said after the last game, uh, despite doing some good, some things really well, that you couldn't really walk out with kind of that feeling of being fully satisfied in the game. Uh, I guess when you give up just 14 shots in the game, are you pretty satisfied with that? Yeah, I really liked our, our detail and our effort tonight, uh, defensively and offensively. I mean, <clears throat> you know, the the ones that went in last game, early in the game, were hitting posts and crossbars tonight. I think we probably hit four or five. Uh, I like the fact that uh, we stuck with it. Um, we didn't get away from our game plan. We didn't get impatient and, you know, step out of our defensive structure and just stuck with it. Last question today goes to Ed Graney, Las Vegas Review Journal. Hey, Ed. Hey, Pete. Um, obviously, you knew they would respond. How do you uh, – you happy with how you guys held up? It got physical and kind of chirpy, but it seemed like you guys held up against them because you knew they'd push after the last game. Yeah, we knew they'd push, and, and if you look at the standings, um, the desperation level of where they're at can't get much higher. I mean, I think they're, you know, within a point of being in or out of a playoff spot. So we knew that coming in, and uh, for us, I, I, I liked, you know, I, I thought our desperation level matched theirs. Uh, you know, we, we, uh, 
we played with uh, some grit when we needed to and some skill when we needed to. We, we stayed out of the penalty box and kept it a five-on-five five game, which is what we wanted to do. Um, so it was, it was a good night, afternoon, good afternoon. Next question for Pete comes from Ben Goats, Las Vegas Review Journal. Hey, Ben. Hey, Pete. Uh, Tomas Nosek scored again today. Just how important has his impact been the last, you know, three, four weeks? Yeah, he's been huge. Um, you know, we came in and, and there was, a, there was a, uh, with, with trading Stasny, uh, you know, we knew we were going to have some competition for jobs at center who was going to grab those spots. And, you know, I think Nose came into camp, had a great camp, then uh, got COVID um, and was out and took a little while to get back. I think we even healthy scratched him after he got back in the lineup because I didn't, I didn't feel his game was where it had been in camp prior to that. Probably not his fault, um, but he just kept working. And, um, you know, uh, he's given me no choice but to, to move him up in the lineup and keep playing him. Every night he goes out there and produces and does a lot of, uh, of unnoticed things too away from the puck defensively that, that help us win. Time for a few more today with Pete. Next question for him goes to Jesse Granger, the athletic. Hey Jesse. Hey Pete, just wondering if there's an update on Keegan Colasar. No, we, we had uh, a few things there towards the end of the game. Ryan Reeves left uh, the game with about five, six minutes left with, with an injury. Coley left early in the game with the hip. Um, so we've got uh, a few things uh, going on. I don't have injury updates on on yet. Next question comes from David Shane, Las Vegas Review Journal. Hey, David. Hi, Pete. Rick Tockett did not like the hit that Ryan Reeves was involved in in the first period. Have you had a chance to look at it? What did you think of it? And did you feel like it set a physical tone for the game that you guys responded to? Uh. Revo always sets a physical tone for us in that line, and I've really liked them lately. Um, I did I did watch it. I, I actually have been on the other bench on a hit like that from Ryan Reeves. Uh, it was in San Jose, and, and uh, Jake Middleton, uh, Revo caught him with almost an identical hit um, and, and put him out for a long time. Uh, you know, I thought it was clean. Uh, the only concern I had live was was it late and and when you watch it you know he, he's he's actually uh it's not not even close to late he's he's as he's releasing the puck you know he he hits him so i think the one thing about ryan is he hits hard but he hits clean his, his elbows are down and his feet are usually on the ice and uh you know he, he's done that to a few people so hopefully the kids are right uh you hate you hate to see anybody get hurt um, but I, I didn't see anything wrong with the hit. Last question today will come from Ron Futrell with Channel 8 in Las Vegas. Hey, Ron. Hey there, Pete. Congrats on the win. And I want to get your thoughts on where this puts Marc-Andre Fleury in historical perspective in the NHL with his victory today, um, tying Ed Belfort. And also, I know athletes are superstitious. Was this discussed at all by anybody that you ever heard that this was a milestone moment perhaps for him uh it wasn't wasn't discussed uh, you know you you guys usually provide us uh the first i usually hear about these things is usually from you guys uh we, we've got a lot of other things on our plate but when you do hear them 
you know, you, you, you take a second and think about uh, uh, what an accomplishment it is. And, um, you know, that's really rare air that uh, he's breathing with, with that group of, of goalies that uh, he's with on that list and the, and the people he's starting to pass. So, um, you know, great night for him, great accomplishment and great testament to a, a, a great career. Thanks, Pete. That was head coach Pete DeBoer with tonight's postgame interview presented by Nevada Eye Physicians. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance postgame show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. No other city does sports quite like Las Vegas because only in Vegas is it game time all the time. After the final buzzer sounds, hit the town to explore all the award-winning dining attractions, experiences, and luxury resorts Vegas has to offer. To learn more, go to visitlasvegas.com today. It's the AAA Insurance postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the Arizona Coyotes one to nothing. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game, and we have to go all the way to the third period, midway through the period, when Tomas Nosek would open up and provide the only scoring of the game. Marchessault finds the loose puck, got it to Nosek, he shoots, he scores! Tomas Nosek! one nothing Knights! 9.22 to go in the third period! That's Noshik from Marcheseau at 10.38 of the third period to make it one to nothing Vegas. And with time winding down, Marc-Andre Fleury would make our AAA insurance save of the game. Battle continues at the near boards. Fisher escapes to the right corner. He's centered, not down, side of the cage. Where's the puck? Fleury gets the whistle. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA outsmart life so up one nothing the game winding down connor garland a pretty heavy hit on mark stone tempers flaring but really all that was left was the final call cleared out by the coyotes with five seconds vegas will dump it back in and the clock will run out on arizona vegas the puck at center it's all over at t-mobile arena mark andre Fleury, career shutout number 66 and there you have it, Marc-Andre Fleury, the winner. He ties Patrick Waugh, 15th all-time in NHL shutouts, and Ed Belfour for fourth all-time in NHL wins. A banner, banner afternoon for Marc-Andre. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the Arizona Coyotes 1-0. To Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Solar and Windows. And, you know, through 40 minutes, it was really... Uh, 
an interesting game in terms of the Golden Knights controlling the play. They did control the gameplay, the rate of play throughout the first 40 minutes in this one. And really, it, it carried through into the third period. The Coyotes, not really much of a threat to score. And then it's Tomas Nosik, who has been so good and so reliable for the Golden Knights as as he's getting more opportunity to grow as a player within this lineup up the lineup that's what you want to see players that come in and reap those rewards from getting an opportunity and it's Tomas Nosek who who is is the guy right now who has been the guy that's really kind of stepped up when when offense has been harder to come by but you need those types of players and you need them to go for your organization as you as you navigate this final stretch of the season there's a lot of hockey still left to be played and not a lot of time to play it in speaking of which the golden knights will take on the la kings in la tomorrow night at 7 p.m pregame show will start at six o'clock right here on the vegas golden knights radio network presented by dollar loan center Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Our local coverage continues next with game highlights, interviews, and your phone call at 702-876-1340. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, one to nothing. The final, the Golden Knights defeat the Arizona Coyotes in a game that really had it all. The Golden Knights hit four posts. Ryan Reeves, a, a huge, huge hit that set the physical tone, some chippiness going back and forth between these two teams. And I think you saw the the end, uh, the frustration from Connor Garland as he, he goes low on Mark Stone. And uh, quite, a, quite a fracas at the end of the game with both teams still on the ice, jawing at one another. Hey, Darren Millard is, is on with me right now. What do you think of how the game ended, and specifically uh, the the conversations on the ice post game? It was like a game of Red Rover. <laughs> they were all lined up, uh, wait, waiting to. I, I couldn't figure out what was going on at first because my yeah. my back is to the ice, and we started the post game show ourselves, and I just turned around to to see because the the Golden Knights were waiting to salute. And then a bunch of the Coyotes were at the wall. Robin Leonard was out there. Yeah. Pacioretty was uh, was yelling and. I, I think uh, a lot of what you saw from the Coyote side was in response to the head coach, Rick Tockett, really challenging their leadership and how they played on Friday. And from the Golden Knights standpoint, frustration and slightly pissed off at some of the antics. Uh, Pacioretty was hit hard in the yep. boards. Uh, Martinez took a, a borderline hit uh, and then the Mark Stone hit late and that's when you're a team challenging for the Stanley Cup. Those those kind of hits can derail you in a big hurry, and fortunately, looks like everybody's okay. Seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty is the number. Let's head out to the phone lines and bring in Stephanie. Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing pretty great. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. 
So I wanted to point out that Thomas Nosek was able to get a goal today and didn't have to take any kind of puck or stick or skate blade to the face. Oh, Stephanie, in the first period, he yes. took a bit of a, an elbow, a forearm to the, to the shield, now, which would have caused damage had the, had, so. the bubble, had the bubble not been there. He did, <laughs> he, he's got that way to, to do it. And I think the, uh, let's just say he's he, a he got through it today. I just, it, you know, I'm really happy to see Nosek doing so well. He's put in a lot of work for four years with the Knights, and he's getting rewarded, and he's, you know, stepping up and doing what we need to do to get games won. Scored eight goals two years ago, eight goals last year. He's got seven this year mm-hmm. in yep. m- much fewer games, but like, he's money uh, for that eight to ten type of season. Yeah, he's been so good and and really over this stretch so consistent in helping and chipping in with the offense. Uh, you know, Tomas Nosek when when he scored today, I look up, I see it's him. I mean, who else, right? Like yeah. he's the guy that is really really chipping in offensively. And thank you for the call, Stephanie. 702-876-1340. Darren, you want to jump in. Just one more note on Nosek. Yeah. Playing up in the lineup, more minutes, more responsibility. 9 and 1 in the face-off circle today. Mm. By far and away, his best performance in the dot, but also blew everybody else uh, away in the game. And you play more minutes, more important face-offs, and he dominated. 702-876-1340 is the number. It's a big win for the Golden Knights, and you should be calling in. This is your post-game show after all. And, Darren, I look at this game, and the the key takeaway for me – 14 shots allowed for the Golden Knights, just defensively clamping everything down. Only four shots in the second period, four shots in the third period, and nothing terribly dangerous when the game was kind of in the balance in the third period. It was really Vegas' defense that shone through. Chatted with Shea Theodore after two periods and uh, went back and forth with him on that. They'd only given up 10 shots through 40, and that was a season low. Uh, for for the Golden Knights, and then they end up with 14. The the most intense pressure that the Coyotes had the entire game was in the first three and a half minutes of the first period. Yeah, uh, Nick Hag took a penalty, and Mark Andre Fleury was forced to come up with a couple of big saves. And then there was a moment where a puck just got loose behind Fleury, and Braden McNabb yes. dove back yep. and helped keep that puck out. And there was four shots on goal in the first two and a half minutes on Fleury, and ten. The rest of the game, which is impressive. And here, here's the other part about the, the 14 shots against is good. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's it's a season low. But I loved that, that even though the Golden Knights weren't getting anything out of the game offensively, they didn't break from that structure and their game plan. They remained very patient uh, in, in every zone. And that was uh, that's a real plus to take from the game. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone line to bring in Steve. Steve, how you doing? I'm doing good, guys. How are you? We're great. Awesome. Hey, I just wanted to see, you know, with uh, Kozar going down, Revo maybe going down, uh, how does that affect the trade deadline? Um, and the fact that Glass hasn't played in the last three games is a healthy scratch. Do you feel like he is on the block and... Uh, what do you expect to happen before tomorrow? Yeah, I don't think he's on the block by any means. Uh, Could anybody be traded? Yes. But I I don't think that that it affects his status. Uh, Colasar and Reeves will be interesting to watch. I'm 
Uh, I don't anticipate either one of those players being moved. Uh, I will be interested to see how their status affects tomorrow night's roster, whether or not you have to play uh, a player short or not. Uh, One thing I will, as far as influence from today's game or the last few, Nick Waz looked really good on that fourth line. Really impressive and generated some more opportunities again tonight. And Nosek has grown. That's three goals now in his last five games. So I'm, I'll be curious to see whether they've shown enough or whether you still go down that uh, center ice depth position in, in what you want to acquire. Yeah, I, I really liked what Nick Waz brought to the table in terms of uh, how he's worked with Will Carrier and Ryan Reeves. That fourth line has been, has been very good over mm-hmm. the last stretch of games since Nick Waz kind of... F- taking control of that position on the ice. I, I, I'm i curious to see if Reeves can't go, what ends up happening with the Golden Knights. As you said, are they going to have to play shorthanded again? That's a question that we will, we should have answered hopefully tomorrow. Real plus is that Wah and uh, Nosek are both playing their best hockey of the year right now. Absolutely. 702-876-1340 is the number. If you'd like to join us after the break on the extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, 702-876-1340. That's the number. If you'd like to give us a call, let us know what uh, what you thought of today's game. You know, what, what did you think of the Golden Knights in their follow-up to a seven-goal performance on Friday? And we, we look at the final score. It's one nothing, but when you factor in that the Golden Knights hit four posts um, in this game, their looks tonight were every bit as good as they were on Friday. The pucks just didn't go in. Pacioretty had the wind chimes going. Oh, my goodness. Three of them Poor for Pacioretty, 299 goals. Uh, 19 goals on the year. His next one's a, a big milestone, mm-hmm. and I I thought he had it in the first five minutes. Yes, and I thought then he, he continued to rack it up. He had it twice in the first period. Yeah. So l- let me ask you this, because we've talked about Matt's, Max Pacioretty and playing on an edge and playing a little bit ticked off, and we we saw the hit from Jason Demers on Pacioretty. He was dangerous. Pacioretty goes headfirst in the boards. His next shift, he comes out. He lays a huge hit in the corner that mm-hmm. frees that puck up for Jonathan Marsh so to find Tomas Nosek. Uh, is it any surprise that in those moments, that's where Max Pacioretty shines? No, no, he was he was outstanding. And what I loved it was after the four on four, and he there, the three forwards on the ice were Marsh so, Pacioretty, and Nosek. None of the three play together. They just happen to be out there during uh, during a shift change and turnover from the four on four, and Pacioretty makes the whole play because of the big body and being engaged. And you could talk about Flurry with a shutout and Nosek with the goal, but the the uh, yes we know uh, the uh, Vegas Golden Knights don't win the game without Pacioretty's hit. 100%. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Joe. Hey, Joe, how you doing this afternoon? Hey, guys, how are you? I just, uh, you know, with the trade deadline coming up, is an interesting thought because Garland was a name that was mentioned as something that uh, someone that Vegas 
might be interested. If that trade is pulled off, how how much of an uncomfortable welcome will Garland receive walking into the Vegas Golden Knight locker room? Be a little awkward, but remember, uh, the coach beat the boardwalk into that locker room before, so uh, I, I don't think it'll. I don't think it'll be anywhere near as uh, as strange as that one was. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, one of the first things I thought of was all the talk about Connor Garland. Yes, and uh, then turning around and going, "Hey, uh, uh, by the way, it, you, I mean, the oh, I'm not even going to get into it, but it was a it was it was a funny moment." <laughs> Yeah, it was, uh, it, and it's no surprise to me whatsoever, as we talked about Max Pacioretty making the play in the corner after getting hit, that it's Connor Garland right in the middle of it for the Arizona yeah. Coyotes late in the game. Uh, obviously frustrated, but uh, a hit that I, I didn't like the hit from Garland. That was late. On, yeah, exactly. And I didn't like the hit from Demers on Pacioretty, and uh, I guess kind of all of that stems from Arizona initially not liking the hit from Ryan Reeves in the first period on Jordan Gross. Kind of goes back earlier than that in Friday night's postgame. Rick Tockett called out his team as much as I've heard a coach call out or challenge the leadership or question the leadership in a long time. So to, to have a pushback and to be engaged physically, not a big surprise. Now, nobody did anything to Reeves because that... There's just no point in that. Like, what are you going to do against Ryan? There's Reeves? not He's anything just, you can no, do. Nobody can on the Arizona Coyotes, other than Rick Tockett, would be the only guy that could <laughs> that could match up against uh, Ryan Reeves uh, in that kind of thing. But but the rest of it, the 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 physical response, I think was uh, was expected and anticipated in, in in a much larger level. Now the Reeves hit. NHL player safety will have a look at it. There was no penalty on the play on right. on Jordan Gross. Right. Uh, there was there was contact with the head of Gross. It does look like he has a lower body injury though, uh, and it doesn't appear to be any type of concussion. He he was held out of the rest of the game by the Coyotes. But uh, the question will be from NHL player safety is whether or not it's a full body hit, like a clean check with unavoidable head contact. They'll be pouring over the video. At first blush, it looks like a clean hit. Sure. Looks like a legal hit that had contact with the head. Uh, we'll wait and see uh, once they get uh, all all the powers that be involved in player safety in New York City and and take a, a much deeper dive at it. But on at first blush, it's it's good news that it it could be a clean hit. Now, doesn't mean that there's not a question mark about Reeves because he left the game with injury. Yeah, it'll be interesting to kind of see where this goes from here. I, I certainly think that when you kind of slow that hit down and you're you're looking at it, you're trying to assess it, in terms of the follow-through, like I think that kind of makes it look or appear a bit worse than maybe it was in real time. But that's why the, the NHL Department of Player Safety is, is in the position that they're in where they're going to have to comb through and really make a decision on that hit. I don't blame Rick Tockett for being upset. as player oh, 100%. Yeah. And uh, you're going to support your player. Uh, it was interesting to hear Pete DeBoer talk that he was on the uh, other bench for one of those when he coached the San Jose Sharks. It's a violent hit. He's a big man, and Jordan Gross is not uh, when it comes to when you're comparing the two players together. And it, it was as good of a body check as you've seen. Like 20 years ago, you'd be lauding that like, wow, it probably would have started a brawl too right. uh, at, at the time. But uh, I think uh, I think it's positive that uh, that we look at it and go, I, I'm leaning towards 
no supplemental discipline. We'll follow it up, though, with player safety and let you know tomorrow. So just real quick before we take a break here, as we look at the Arizona Coyotes right now, not in a playoff spot, drop these two games to the Golden Knights, how do they approach tomorrow? I don't know. Uh, because they have Colorado and Minnesota next on their schedule. Yeah. So I don't know. When when you've looked at how they performed today, and which was better than Friday, uh, their goaltenders are getting closer. They were both out practicing today uh, with, the, with the taxi squad. Uh, do you add? Do you stand pat? Or do you subtract? I'm glad I'm not Bill Armstrong right yeah. now. It's going to be tough. The way St. Louis has responded from that Monday loss against the, the Golden Knights, it's going to be really tough uh, for Arizona to get uh, to get the momentum that they need, knowing that they follow up the Golden Knights portion of their schedule with with Colorado and Minnesota in the short term. 702-876-1340. That's the number if you'd like to give us a call here on the Extended Post Game Show. We're back after this. Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. One to nothing, the final here. The Golden Knights defeat the Arizona Coyotes. It's a sweep, Darren. It's a sweep. sweep. Eighth one of the season. We, we hadn't seen them in a while. We hadn't seen a sweep in a while. I'm glad to see it back. You know, the Golden Knights had won 14 of 18 games. Uh, in the front half of back of these two game series, yep, and they were ten and seven in the second game, and it had been a while since we we'd seen one of these, but they they get back on it and sweep the Arizona Coyotes for the second time in the campaign and improve to eleven and seven in game two. I I feel like I mean th- this is definitely a softer part of the schedule sure. that they're starting and uh, L A and Anaheim and San Jose coming up, but to be able to win. Another close, hard-fought game is is a real confidence booster. Friday was was enjoyable, but tonight was impressive for a whole bunch of different reasons. The control on the game for me is really what it boils down to. Even though it was scoreless throughout the majority of the game, it didn't feel like this was a game that Vegas was going to lose. It just felt like it was a game they were in complete control of. Marc-Andre Fleury didn't see a lot of action, but to me, just in terms of his movements, in terms of how he was tracking the puck, I thought he was dialed in, and and really it didn't feel like a game that was going to get away from Vegas. But it's a game that scares you a little bit because of what Arizona Arizona scored in three straight shots the other night in in the third period. They got players, Garland, uh, Keller, Kessel, can can generate opportunities. They, did they give up an odd man rush tonight? I don't think so. No. Uh, during the course of the yeah. game, Theodore looked like he was a step behind at one point against Keller in the first period, mm-hmm. and closed the gas so fast that I, I the only thing that was faster was me getting on the intercom to the producer Braden and saying we got to show that because it was <laughs> so impressive that that uh, that step and and gap control. Uh, it, it it did have that feeling of, okay, they've outplayed them the whole game. Mm-hmm. Is is Arizona Arizona going to get one lucky bounce? It never got to that. Right, it never got to that. Yeah, I thought Theodore had a his strong game, uh, not just in terms of of his defensive structure, but also a couple of really 
really fun plays in the offensive zone, jumping in, mm. doing what, we, what we've come to expect from Shea Theodore, finding soft bits of the ice and just eating it up. A really strong game, in my opinion, of Shea, from Shea Theodore His today. minutes in like 1940 or something like that. Uh, Petrangelo is 23. Uh, both players were below their seasonal averages on Friday. So coming off that 30-30 on a Wednesday in St. Louis, yep. they've backed them off uh, the last two games. And then you've got the, the game tomorrow night against Los Angeles. So uh, in in all of the results, 7-4 on Friday and one nothing today, it's three games in four nights. And the Golden Knights have done a great job in minute management uh, of their two best defensemen. In the last couple of games, is that great to have Zach Whitecloud back? Yes. Alec Martinez uh, was back on Friday, so things. I, I know that there's concern about Colasar and Reeves up front, but the back end looks like it's good again. One hundred percent, Zach Whitecloud. I, I just, he's so calm and such a calming presence. Blocks shots, does everything right. It's it's one of those defensemen that you look at his game, and you don't really. Uh, zero in on on big mistakes, right? Like that's just kind of the way that I look at his game. He just goes out and makes the right play almost all the time. Solid. Like doesn't do anything super flashy, but does everything really, really well. I'm trying to think of uh, what the comparable would be in in another sport uh, like baseball or, or or basketball. But man, uh, like he's he's. Um, Either the first starting lineup or can come off the bench in basketball. Uh, great sixth man, if, if, if you want to term it that way. Uh, really, really solid game for coming back after missing five games. Extended post-game show. We're back to wrap it up next. Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the Arizona Coyotes one to nothing. And currently just two points behind the Colorado Avalanche, who have a 2-0 lead currently on the Anaheim Ducks in the second intermission. So, Darren Millard, final thoughts on this game and a look ahead to tomorrow the NHL trade deadline. I think it shows range when you can win the highest scoring game at T-Mobile Arena of the year on Friday night and win the lowest scoring game of the season on Sunday afternoon and do it in comfortable fashion both sides. Like they, they dominated the first period on Friday night and they won the game in the third period this afternoon. They got some, uh, some top-end goal-busting droughts uh, on Friday night, and they got the continuation of a hot streak by by uh, Tomas Nosek today. There's there's a lot to like, and hey, just for Mark Andre Fleury, mm -hmm. a double milestone game in which he ties. How many times in two different categories can you tie Ed Belfour and Patrick <laughs> Waugh? Ed Belfour with the 484 career wins, yes, and then Patrick Waugh with 66 career shutouts, and he over his career kind of overlapped with like came in contact with both. Just a really neat moment for Mark Andre. It just gives you that that 
constant reminder of of the company that Mark Andre Fleury is keeping in terms yeah. of of what he's done in this sport. And when you when you look at that and you say yeah. on in, in one afternoon, how was your Sunday? Well, ah, not I, as not as good as Mark yeah, Andre's. It was pretty good. I mean, like I'm you know doing the show with you, but like that's not tying Patrick Waugh and shutouts and Ed Belfour and wins. Ed Belfour and Patrick Waugh. Uh, move over, because here comes Flower. That's going to do it for us here on the Extended Post Game Show. The Golden Knights will take on the LA Kings in Los Angeles tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Pre-game will start at 6 p.m. Thanks to Jeff Rubino for turning the Japan. dials, making a sound really, really awesome. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. Thanks to Darren Millard for pulling double duty and joining me here on the extended post game show and thanks to you everybody that listened and everybody that called in we will talk to you tomorrow right here on fox sports las vegas thanks for listening to the extended golden knights post game show on fox sports radio 98.9 fm at 13:40 a.m your home for the vegas golden knights have a good night and drive safe